This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, as we've seen over the years, Kansas and Missouri can't seemingly get along on anything. And I mean anything, even the greatest holiday of the year, Thanksgiving. Back in the 1800s, there was debate on when Thanksgiving actually fell, and it carried well into the 1900s. In fact, it fell one year, and Kansas and Missouri couldn't agree on the date of it, and that ultimately ended up affecting the KUMU football game. Diane Houston and I sit down and discuss how Thanksgiving was even a divisive issue right here in KC. Well, if you and I have gone on this journey, I think the one thing each month that we're finding out to be, I guess you could say, common is that Kansas and Missouri can't get along on anything. I mean, on anything, no matter what it is. (laughs) And even at this glorious time of year, my favorite holiday of the year, nothing is better than Thanksgiving. Shockingly, Kansas and Missouri, or better yet, the Confederates and the North, Mm -hmm. can't find a way to even get along on the date of the first Thanksgiving and how to celebrate this holiday. Why does everything in this part of the country have to be so damn difficult, Diane? I don't know. I I find it interesting that, you know, there is a rivalry that occurs around Thanksgiving, which we, you know, we're going to kind of go back in time a little bit before this rivalry, but... Um, about how, you know, the the way that things were perceived, definitely because of the Civil War, you know, it's like they couldn't even agree, I think, just purposely to disagree. You know, it's like mm-hmm. they couldn't, you know, keep fighting. We might as well fight over a date to eat some turkey. Well, it was almost like Jefferson Davis looked at Abe Lincoln and said, all right, son, you scheduled Thanksgiving for the fourth Saturday, uh, Thursday of the month. We're going with the third Thursday of the month just to Kinda, be yeah. difficult and try to beat you to the punch, huh? Well, yeah, and I think that, you know, it, it's kind of an interesting history if we go back a little bit here because Thanksgiving is one of those that I, you know, I was kind of oblivious to. So when I decided to write about this last year, I thought, you know, the holiday, like it is kind of weird. It's on a Thursday. I mean, sure. Right? We'll get and you the Friday off. Nice long weekend for everybody. You know, that's true. That's true. I, I just think it's it's one of those strange things because it's not, you know, I, it's not like February 14th is always Valentine's Day or December 31st is always New Year's Eve, obviously. But mm-hmm. like Thanksgiving does move around the calendar, which confuses people. And it's not because of the way that we even had calendars, but you know, the first Thanksgiving, they say, is around 1621, like, give or take. It's all men. There's no women there. So, you know, no women invited to Thanksgiving. No women. Well, who did the cooking then? Oh, that's a good point. Well, I think they did it on the spit, uh-huh. right? Yeah, like just like the men do today, right? <laughs> there was no turkey there. I kid, I kid. I know. know. Yeah, there's no there's no pie either. Um, a little bit different. But th- they used to have autumn harvest all the time. So this idea of this, uh, like an autumn harvest had already been around. So it's really hard to even date when Thanksgiving began. Virginia claims it. Texas claims it. Texas. Where does Texas get off claiming the first Thanksgiving? For real, I have no idea. Probably the Spaniards or something. I but, mean, but Texas like, wasn't even a thought of the imagination in 1620 or 1621. Exactly, and I think that has to do with, of course, the way that the settlements happen. I, who knows why Texas? I think Texas just likes to claim anything. They do because they're the lone stars. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always on their own. Um, Florida, Maine, they always they all claim the first Thanksgiving. So it's real hard to know, but. You know, the first official Thanksgiving in our country was uh, appropriately so George Washington, and it was because of a healing of a war, of Mm -hmm. course, the American Revolution. 
and he wanted a day of public thanksgiving and prayer. So he declares Thursday, November 26, 1789, uh, to pay homage and heal from the Revolutionary War, which makes sense to me. Um, it was more about prayer and probably forgiveness than it was about food. I don't know. I'm, I'm not real sure. I mean, I'd love to even look into this more because there has to be more to this because now it's like get together and eat some food. And right. I mean, nobody's going to church. You no, know? nobody even thinks about church. No, Thanksgiving it, is one of the least secular holidays or the only secu- right. non-secular holiday. It's is that right? right. Am I yeah, using absolutely. That? And it's family. It's about it's it's that family well, tradition. Well, it just kind of depends on where you are with the family. <laughs> sometimes it's good to have them there. Sometimes maybe not so good. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. You're really a big fan of Thanksgiving. You know, it's never been my thing. I oh, mean, really? I, yeah, I love it. It's I, the best holiday. That you eat, you watch football, you drink. I mean, what more could you possibly want <laughs> from an American holiday? Christmas is not my jam. Really? New Year's I can't stand. What? Thanksgiving for me is the way to go. It is, I think it's the best holiday of the year. It was always the best holiday of the year for me growing up. That's when we always had the most people over. I didn't have much of a family, okay. like close family growing up. So it was all friends and relatives. And my mother always did it up really big. And, and I just always loved Thanksgiving. It was always one of those holidays for me. That was always my favorite. I think that was, you know, for me, it's a little different because in my parents were divorced, you know, when I was early. So, it was, you know, when I was eight years old, so it was always like two Thanksgivings and two of everything and all that, which mm-hmm. I mean, who can eat Thanksgiving can't eat two twice? Thanksgiving dinners, my brother's yeah. been doing it for years. I don't know how he does it. But yeah. but regardless, I mean, I, I do like the idea of getting together. But and but to think it used to be like this religious observance kind of threw me off. But I guess it does make sense, you know, healing from the Revolutionary War. And it's not really a big surprise. I mean, I wasn't too surprised. 75 years later, I mean, it took 75 years, was the actual next time that they claimed a national Thanksgiving. So so we had a big, you know, big time span where there wasn't really much going on. But what was that all about? The Civil War. So, of course, I mean, here we go again, needing a, a, a time to heal and a time for people to get together. Probably a time for some of these servicemen that were out, the, mm-hmm. you know, th- these troops to get back home to their families. Um, in 1857, I thought this was interesting. The Missouri governor um, decided to propose New Year's Eve was Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, that guy's an idiot. Well, Missouri doesn't always do stuff right. I mean... We kind of screw stuff up, too. A lot, I mean, yes. I mean, Kansas, but why would you want to dominate New Year's Eve and Thanksgiving on the same day? I mean, you, I come how on. Much a, how big of a New Year's Eve would it have been back in the day? I mean, you could, like, you know, check your pocket watch and count down. I'm not real sure True. there was much going on back then. Right, you know? maybe not. Yeah, there's no balloon drop, you know. Um, in any case, you know, so the, these individual states were deciding on their own day of Thanksgiving. So there was this national Thanksgiving and it was after Gettysburg. So we're in the middle of the Civil War. In 1863, Lincoln decides he's going to observe you know, the last Thursday in November, mm-hmm. kind of probably after I'm sure it had to do with good old George Washington as a day of Thanksgiving. And no surprise, as you said, Jefferson Davis had to get into the mix. He got to he's got to mess some stuff up. So he's the president, of course, of the Confederacy. And he's like, oh, OK, you want to appoint the, you know, the last Thursday in, in uh, November as the national day of thanksgiving then we're going to do it on wednesday Mm -hmm. so they do it on wednesday like who is this so they called it the rebel thanksgiving so i'm real curious i just you know if i could go back into time i would just wonder during the border wars and all this stuff going on the civil war in missouri was kansas legit sell kansas territory kansas celebrating the day of thanksgiving like with lincoln and everybody else on the other side of the state i mean 
I don't know. I think it's a big old hot mess, but not too surprising. It was kind of a hot mess back in those days. Well, no doubt. And then then, then we, we debate over it for a long time. And then 1939 happens. And right. 1939 is a big time cluster when it comes to Thanksgiving. <laughs> and this is really where it starts to affect sports and get in the way yes. of, of sports taking place. What happened in 1939 to finally give us this day of reckoning that we've all come to love by watching the Detroit Lions? The Detroit Lions, yeah. And it started, it was Mizzou Tigers, man, and the Jayhawks here in, in this area. But in 1939, of course, we got the Depression going on, so the economy is a hot mess. So, of course, there's a default date. It's supposed to be the fourth Thursday in November. And, I mean, that's what the default date was since 1863. I mean, mm-hmm. after the war, everybody kind of did the fourth Thursday. It was never claimed as a national holiday, to be clear. I mean, the president can suggest that as a day of remembrance or a day of, day of Thanksgiving, but it wasn't, in, I say, an, an order. So every governor had their you know control of what they were going to do. Sure. So it ended up landing on November 30th, and we all know what happens November 30th. I mean, can you imagine? Well, Thanksgiving that, this year is about the 28th, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's yeah, real late. L- real late. Well, November 30th is worse. Right, I mean, It couldn't sure. get any worse. So um, so what happens is November 30th falls late, and the economy is hurting. So the president decides, Roosevelt says, you know, we should move it up a week. So it would be the third Thursday in November in 1939 because the economy, they needed those days of shopping just mm-hmm. like we do today to recover before the end of the year. We needed the numbers to look good. So he makes a proclamation, says that we're going to celebrate the third Thursday, which will be November 23rd, 1939. That gives you more shopping days. But boy, did that screw some things up here because of a little rivalry you might know a little bit about. Yeah, a little bit a little bit called the Kansas-Missouri rivalry. And that's where sports takes over because games are scheduled. Now games are scheduled decades in advance. I mean, there's games on the books for 2030. We're not really? even into the 2020s yet. So wow. that's how far out in advance games are scheduled. I can imagine back in the 1930s, we're probably not scheduling games well out, you know, 20 years into the future. Right. But at least a year in advance, you kind of have your date set as to when you're going to pick up and play. And the Kansas-Missouri game was always the the day of Thanksgiving, and it was always played on that day of Thanksgiving. Except all of a sudden now, for a game that's always been played on Thanksgiving, you essentially have a different Thanksgiving in Kansas and a different Thanksgiving in Missouri because they left it up to each state to decide. And shockingly, Kansas and Missouri <laughs> can't decide on this what day to celebrate of Thanksgiving. Of course they couldn't. And they did try to schedule things in advance. And it, that that whole thing, and I think it's an interesting background on that whole KU-Mizzou rivalry, you know, kind of to circle back to, is that started in 1891 on Halloween, which is, yep. by the way, my favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at Exposition Park in 15th and Montgall. So they decided, that, you know, this is 26 years after the Civil War, they decide this is a great way for some healing and all of this of course you know i don't know if it really healed too much but there are a lot of pictures if you look online of like ex-confederate soldiers and ex-union soldiers at these games shaking hands so i think it i mean it in in some ways shake you've got to remember these people were still alive they sure. fought in this war so the first time that that they played was at exposition park in kansas city and it was actually the first time ku ever wore red too i thought that was interesting oh, that's interesting yeah. yeah they originally wore yellow and blue so their first time they ever wore their uniforms of red and blue was uh-huh. going to be against mizzou and um Miz- the actually mizzou didn't even support that first game i thought that was interesting could not believe like so they, the teams just decided we're going to do this and ku was totally cool with it but MU, the school, was not in support of it at all, which was kind of interesting. They arrived the night before, and KU arrived the morning of Halloween. 
and about 200 fans and 30 ladies with them. So mm-hmm. they brought they brought the the crew. But they brought pretty ladies and ugly ladies as uh, well, yes, according to the article. It, I, it is shocking that they say that. And of course, they also say that women didn't know anything. It said to be sure the women don't understand the game. Right, which is but, crazy because yeah. you think of how how football's expanded now and how many women are like diehards and maybe know more than a lot of men do right I, now about it, the sport. I right? have I have a friend. My friend Jamie is a, an encyclopedia of knowledge of of. Of football specifically, she's incredible. My friend Kristen, who is actually a big, big supporter of Mizzou and went there, she knows a ton about football. Never misses a game. I, it, it's hard for me to believe that they're like, we're going to tell them when to applaud, so don't worry. But the ladies had to be there in their pretty dresses. This is back when you dressed up for the occasion sure. too. You know, nobody's looking. You know, nobody's wearing a sweatshirt. But three thousand people showed up to this thing, and only about three hundred were from Lawrence. So womp womp. Yeah. I, it, did you know touchdown was worth four points? That's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, I, a field goal five points. So I, you got what? more to kick a field goal than you did to score a touchdown. I wonder how much they were throwing the ball back then. Though, no, too, not a right? lot. Not back a lot then. at all. I mean, the forward so, pass is fairly new. I mean, so it wasn't like goal. Mahomes' magic. You know, back yeah. in those days, a, two po- a conversion was actually still two points. But I will give you this: KU did win the first game. Um, so there's that. But so they, it took a couple years after this first matchup. They loved the idea, but it took a while. They decided they thought it would be better to have on like that national holiday or, or on Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. so it took a couple years. In 1893, they did start playing and it became the Turkey Day battles. And, you know, about and I will say that the first time that they played on Thanksgiving, Mizzou won 12 to 4. I love the scores. 12, 12 to, to 4. 4. Yeah. Like great scores back then. I know. But also so boring. Like what Probably are you doing? so. So yeah. boring. A lot of good defense. Yeah, or not. <laughs> or just bad offenses. Well, and think yeah. about how horrible, and if you look back at these old pictures, how horrible like the padding was. These guys had like zero protection. I mean, got to be concussions right and left. Um, but in any case, in 1937, they also started presenting the winner with an authentic Indian drum made by the Osage Indians. Which I'm is like, awesome. Which is also so PC, you know. Um, and did you know they found it in a closet? Nobody knew where it went. Like, So this trophy was passed back and forth for like, Years and years in the 1980s, so it like kind of goes out of fashion. In the 1980s, they like find it in the in the back of a closet in the basement of some building in Mizzou. I remember opening a closet out at Arrowhead years and years ago, and there was the Governor's Cup trophy between no St. Way. Louis and Kansas. They all smashed to pieces. So I closed that door, you know. Oh my god! <laughs> like that never happened, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, so I mean, it was just really interesting. So they started playing, and you know, this this rivalry on Turkey Day it became known as the Turkey Day Battle. I kind of wish we did this still, but of course, I kind of. We still had that rivalry that we used to. Right. Um, you know, and I'm a Mizzou fan, as you know. But like, so in 1939, this whole Thanksgiving thing that happens where they're going to move the date up a week because they want to have more shopping days and blah, 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 ends up causing just a hot mess. Because, of course, as you said, they're going to leave it up to the governors to decide because it's not a proclamation. It's proclamation is only going to affect D.C. and your territory. Sure. So, you know, essentially, Kansas governor says, we're going to we're going to stick to the original date. Mm-hmm. And then in Missouri was like, we are not. We are going to move it because that's what they said to do. And so they didn't they could, had to figure out how they're going to play. It's in the middle of the freaking week. It's a right. Thursday. And they're supposed to come to Kansas City to play. How is that even possible? And one way or the other, it's going to screw up classes and events Class that are taking are place mess. on either side of the state line. Right. So how in the world can you actually play this game when when the class schedules are messed up? Because you want, of course, attendance is based well, back on then the student Kansas actually City. mattered in the student athlete. Right. Like it actually mattered if you <laughs> went to class Great back then. Counted. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no texting in class then. 
Yeah, so they, they didn't know what to do at first, and it became, it was like a, and I mean, a pretty big deal, this whole national, I say, or big time Kansas City headline, big headline in, in, in Lawrence, and of course in Columbia, what are we going to do? Like, we cannot let this happen. Like, this cannot pass. And at the time, too, I think it's interesting, especially early on, they only had like 13 players on a team, too. So it's like, you know, if one kid's like, I got to stay to class. I'm like, you, do that you even have over. a football team? Yeah. <laughs> so, so it became a big deal. They did come up with a resolution because in the end, we always like to try to, you know, figure stuff out. So they did move it to Saturday, November 25th. And so, for, for many years, it was that Saturday after yeah. Thanksgiving that Kansas and Missouri played it's, up until. Yep. I, I, I want to say to the Big 12 kind of got involved, and that's when the dates kind of shifted. And, and, and I remember that being in college back in 1996, I believe, was that first year where people were up in arms that this game was moving away from the first from the Saturday after Thanksgiving and was being played at different times because the Big 12 needed to change scheduling up because of the new conference that came into place. And that was a big deal for a lot of people that Kansas and Missouri was no longer going to be that Saturday after Thanksgiving consistently. And I wonder, like... I- and I it kind of saw the times, too, of the game. I thought it kind of interesting because I would think, like, what time would you want a football team to play, especially if it's not televised, right? So a lot of these aren't televised. If you're going to show up to Exposition Stadium or wherever you're going to have the game. It was in St. Joe one year. Which one I one year, yeah, yeah, which is odd. Yeah, yeah I don't know. How did they pull they that They got a card? field or something. I don't know. <laughs> somebody had a backyard available. Somebody gave somebody money. Yeah, what probably. <laughs> I mean, would, would that shock you? I mean, even no. back then, people no. were spending money to get games? Oh, absolutely not. Especially, you know, of course, the railroads helped, too. So, I mean, who knows the reason? I'm sure it had something to do with money. But I just think it's interesting that, like, why? Like, what time would you play a football game? Because they, Well, I, think, I would play it at 10 a.m., to be honest with you, because you? you could stick hey. your turkey in the oven before you go, yes. watch the game come back, your turkey's ready, you sit down for dinner. That's That would be the perfect time for Thanksgiving football. Or they just left the ladies at home. Well, they could have done that, That's too. That's probably what they did. But they were getting good crowds at these games. It wasn't like, you know, like nobody was showing up. We're talking thousands of people were showing up to these games. Thousands of people showed up to an exposition park. And, I mean, to, to you know, a 3,000-person crowd, that's a crowd, that's a sell out yeah. i mean and you know they some of these cheers that kind of come up and and their original cheers that you know and the rock chalk jayhawk i mean that even was as early as 1891 um which i don't really know the history of that because i i try not to research much about ku well we can get into the history of the rock, chalk, the rock chant chalk if you want there was no. rock chalk in in kansas at the time the the, the dirt and the earth and everything and Oh, they they found it and, and it became it was originally rah rah jayhawk yeah but that's they, right but they changed it to rock chalk because of the rock chalk and all the, the the colors of the buildings on campus were made out of some of that stuff too and so they were able to move it to rock chalk jayhawk well, that, which has well, become one of the greatest you. college cheers of all time according to Teddy Roosevelt. Wow, I did not know that. See, in, in like Mizzou's was pretty lame. I'm not going to lie. It was like rah rah something. Sis boomba. I. Probably that bad. I can't yeah. remember exactly. I just remember not being thoroughly impressed. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, the Mizzou thing even wasn't a, a real thing even at that point. But, you know, they called it the Jayhawk and the Tiger. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that was the it was the Tigers in the name of the schools. You know, it, they really called them by the, the mascots even back then. Well, and I think it's interesting how sports has kind of played a role in Thanksgiving and kind of setting the table because after the 1939 debacle, yeah. it basically got handled from here on out and Thanksgiving finally got put in the books to where mm-hmm. we know it today is the fourth Thanksgiving or the fourth Thursday in uh, in November. It's kind of shocking to me it took as long as it did because it was Congress finally had to pass a law 
and it was December 26th, which is kind of random right there. First of all, like like they're thinking about Thanksgiving the day, the day after, after Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, I'm surprised they were in session. Like, that that was my real. first thought, too. Like, why is Congress working on December 26th? Congress works? Well, that's the other thing. They're actually doing something? <laughs> this is shocking. Yeah, so 1941. That is shocking to me. Like, it took that long. And I'm sure most of the time, minus these, you know, events that we just brought up and, and how they affected the sports schedules and things like that, it's amazing to me it took them that long to go, you know, maybe we should make this a national holiday. Sure. Like, that's... I mean, people are living <laughs> that had this as a not a national holiday before that. I think it's just fascinating it took that long. I mean, Why do you think it took so long for this to become a national holiday? Like, I don't know what, what you say, what the holdup was or anything like that, but what was the decision to finally make this a national holiday? Because it was such a cluster, they just decided this is what we're going to do? A cluster. 39 really screwed stuff, or excuse me, you know, like, I mean, 39 really screwed stuff up. And I think in 40, it it fell late, too, because, mm-hmm. again, it falls late. And so then at that point, they're like, we just got to we got to put this in the books. And in and, and that and, and by that time, economy had, you know, rebounded as well. So, I mean, I, I just think it was time that they just had to say it was the fourth Thursday in November. And so, you know, here we are today. You know, everybody knows when Thanksgiving is. You know, you always have to look at the calendar, but you know, it's the fourth Thursday in November, which sometimes falls earlier, of course, than other years. We're in a late year this year. We are in a late year this year. And and I think what's interesting is as we really start to drum up the Kansas-Missouri rivalry again, because Kansas was gracious enough to offer their services to play the University of Missouri again, you've got a question that's going to be raised and was raised years ago when they decided to move the Kansas-Missouri game to Arrowhead Stadium and people were freaking out. Oh my God, we're going to move it off campus. We need this game on campus. Well, this game truly started here in Kansas City. And, and and I think looking back on the history of that football game and realizing that it took place in Kansas City on Thanksgiving, I think every year moving forward, once they start this rivalry up again, it should never be back on a campus site. It should always be at Arrowhead Stadium or whatever the next stadium is that takes place of Arrowhead in however many years. We should always have, if, if that game is played, it should always be played here, not just because it's good for this city, but because it clearly, clearly pays homage to the past and where this game really started and, and really was, and, and it's on the border, but also a way that you got this game kind of to maybe get Thanksgiving as a national holiday as well. As much as we're kind of blinded by what happens locally, this is a game right. that's been played for, you know, hundreds of, a hundred years now, basically over a hundred years. And if we can kind of signify that and play that on Thanksgiving or the Saturday after Thanksgiving in Kansas City, I think it pays a nice tribute to the past that maybe a lot of people don't know about and can learn about because of that football game. I agree. And I, I want to see, I want to see them do something with this Osage, you know, this, this, this drum. Well, I do I mean, too. I on. thought that was a really compelling story about every year the yeah. Osage Indians would build a new trophy for this rivalry. Flip it back and forth. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, you know, of course everybody gets all weirded out because you talk about Native Americans and then, you know, I'm like, well, they, you know, Osage were here first. So it kind of makes sense. Sure. Talk about being the neutral party. Right. You know, like they're, they're the ones that claim both Kansas and Missouri before. So it made sense to me that they did that. And I just I just wish I, I miss the old days. I do. I miss the old days of the, the, the rivalry and and and, you know, the smack talking. And it's just not as fun as it used to be. And I even noticed that in my Kansas City history class, because I when we talk about border wars and I mean the legit mm-hmm. border wars bring up KU in Mizzou. And it's like. Even these high school students now don't even really know right. what that is it, anymore. It, you're going to go through two graduating cycles at yes. both universities without them playing each other. You right. know, And I can't believe that time went like that fast. 
But there are a lot of kids now that are growing up that have no idea that Kansas and Missouri was even a big rivalry less than a decade ago. No, and that's crazy to me. And I, I was part of what I was. We were talking about uh, the border wars and John Brown, and you know, of mm-hmm. course, I, well, John Brown, and um, you know, we, hero or villain. You know, how does this guy fall? And of course, it depends on where you, you know, where you live, and and also just in sentiments. I mean, he was a terrorist. If you look at the definition of a terrorist, sure, but. In any case, I, I I show them there was a uniform, and I can't remember the year. So you know, don't quote me on this one on, in the year, but there was a uniform that they actually did a commemoration to the border wars that KU had. It was a football uniform that was like pretty. I mean, it had the symbols of like the red legs on it and all of this. I'm like, I don't know about all this. Like, I mean, because they didn't do the best things in history. So to sit there and, and I showed it to my students, like to show them this, you know, like this rebel uniform. And I, you know, ironically speaking, which was kind of nice, you know, is that a lot of African-American players are wearing it too, mm-hmm. which kind of does send a, a pretty cool message. But at the same time, you know, bushwhackers were bad and they did bad things. And, and so did the, you know, so did the Jayhawkers. So to show them that uniform and, and ask them like, what's your opinion? Do you think this is appropriate or not? You know, and they're like, well, it just looks cool, but uh, yeah. you know, I'm not sure if it's appropriate or not. I would like to see. I mean, if now can you imagine if Mizzou did that, though? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how they dress up as a bushwhacker. Sure. <laughs> like everybody puts on like wigs and all of a sudden just has like plaid shirt, like their jerseys are plaid shirts and, you know, they're carrying Colt 45s. I mean, I'm pretty sure right. this is probably not the way to go. But that would send the wrong message because those border wars and I've read people who talk about like softball teams that get together and play against, you know, border wars where they come from the Kansas side, the Missouri side, and you've got the people, you know, big time, you know, Jayhawks fan. And then I've heard people dress up as bushwhackers and play like, like softball, you know, with a keg of beer. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just not sure how I feel about that. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's interesting to see this, you know, you know, this rivalry and, and I miss it. And I, I love that it's connected to Turkey Day, which is so random to me and how, you know, just uh, one schedule and not having, like you said, to schedule things ahead of time. It takes planning and mm-hmm. it even takes, I mean, back then it would have taken a hell of a lot of planning because, you know, you, I mean, you have to railroads and transportation. And it's not like it is today. It's not as easy as it is today. And I just miss it. And I think it's I, I, I want to see it come back for sure. And I, I'd love to see it come back. Like you said, like the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Right. Would be it, it, amazing. It, like like they did the last couple of years that yeah. they had it at Arrowhead. It was the last Saturday after Thanksgiving. And I think that needs to be the way it needs to be going forward. And I know there's new people at each university that may not know the history of what goes on and what has gone on Mm -hmm. with this rivalry. So when they think about scheduling the game, I'll put a bug in people's ears and say it has to be the Saturday after Thanksgiving to really hit home and to really pull on the heartstrings of everybody who still truly appreciates this rivalry. And you know it's the greatest rivalry in America because nobody can agree on what the record is right now. Oh my gosh. So what is this all about? I am really good at researching. I'm telling you something. I can look at a hundred different things and I can surmise it's like I can't even you know I found two scores even for the first game mm-hmm. I mean I, I could tell you KU won for sure one but did they win by it was it was their score eight or ten I mean it depends on where you look because even the papers don't get it right and I'm talking back in the day not the papers today or any type of history anything today yeah I I, I am shocked I mean who who's ahead? I well, mean, it depends on where you look. Sixty, right? There was some game in nineteen sixty that was an issue and stuff like this. But it is it depends on where you look. I I looked on a KU a KU history website from the University of Kansas mm-hmm. said one thing. 
Then where did I look next? You went to the Mizzou website. Of course I did. And it was a, a, little, a little different. A little bit little different. different yeah. There's one or two games in there that throw this whole thing off that if you look at the Kansas side of things, Kansas has a lead in the in, in the in the records yep. by like one game. One game. And if you look on the Missouri side, they have a lead by, by one, one game. game. And there is to this day, nobody knows what the true record is between these two schools. And that's why it's so good to get this rivalry back and start it up again, because we can renew those talks of who truly has the lead in this thing. I just think that's cr- crazy because you think like a stat. I mean, having all I, I remember even my great grandma used to keep stats like she'd go to the Royals games, you know, and, mm-hmm. and actually, you know, like she plotted that whole thing out. And people I know have been doing this forever. How have they not figured this out? Like and I mean, it does lead to the to the narrative. So like if we brought it back. Which score do we go to? Or, or do we just call it a draw? No, you just you started a draw. You just keep going from where you are. And you Kansas think? has their records, and Missouri has their Come records. On, and, and, but that's the way it's been for the last, you know, so however take many two years. Two wins on one side to essentially break the tie from either side uh, that you look at. I, it, right? I guess it just depends on what side of the state line you're standing on, right? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm, I'm thinking that if we bring this back, I I'd like someone. I really think someone needs to look into this more. I, oh, they I have. Encourage. Believe me, for years people have been looking into this thing, and, and nobody and nobody can figure it out. I am, which blown is away. why it's a great rivalry because everybody will be dead and buried, and nobody will ever know the truth. Oh, I love that idea. Well, I mean, and, and I think it's it is important for us to to you know, I say he, not even heal, but like you know, we we've always had this rivalry, and and we've made it into something fun, which I think is something that we need to remember in history is that. You know, you can't rewrite history. I always say that. You can't rewrite history. Um, you need to be a part of history. You need to remember history. And to take something that was such a negative after the war, and 26 years later, so these people, you know, if you were 25 in the war, you're a 50-year-old dude probably watching your, your son play in, in maybe for KU. To see that healing and to see those people come together just shows that, like, we need to remember that. Like, no matter what side of the state line you live on, it's like, if they were able to do it and they were the ones shooting guns at each other, we should be able to, you know, come up with some resolutions too in our life and give, you know, to really make sure that we have a day of thanks and that Mizzou and KU can continue that rivalry. Much easier said than done. Uh, true. It's pretty remarkable that after all those years of history, the Kansas-Missouri football rivalry and basketball rivalry stopped. We know the basketball rivalry is coming back next year, and the football rivalry should be back on the horizon, and hopefully they do play it in the right spot, right here in Kansas City, where it was born, on whatever Thanksgiving Day that was. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.